0: Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 15, verses one through six. I almost took Scrappy and said genius. That dog, he, he has some power over me somehow. Sometime later, oh, we're reading this morning from the New Living Translation. You are welcome to follow along in your Bibles or look to the screens. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all the blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eliza of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, no, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. The word of the Lord.
1: Good morning, good to see all of you. I feel like this is this really neat little intimate group that I would just have you all in my home, but you're, but you're here with us today, so, so glad you're here. Well, as you know, I am a diehard Seahawks fan which makes today's game a little tricky for me. You see, my daughter-in-law, Kendra, is from Texas. She is a Dallas Cowboys fan. So after our Seahawks win today, there will be no gloating, and we will not speak of it again. Well, before we get started with our message, I invite you again to join me in prayer. Lord, we come before you with all kinds of distractions today. Quiet our hearts and minds wherever we are, whether in this sanctuary or in the sanctuary of our homes. As we look to Abraham as one who had faith in your promise when there was no human way for that promise to be fulfilled, help us to see ourselves in this story, in your story. Thank you that your word is just as true today as it was in Abraham's time. We pray these things in your name, amen. Now, I would agree with Pastor Paul that Scrappy should probably be in the preaching schedule because Scrappy pretty much took my sermon and condensed it. So I apologize for any repeats, but uh, Scrappy definitely probably has some theological training is my guess. Well, our scripture this morning starts with, that first verse says, some time later. Now, in order to understand this encounter between God and Abraham, we need to go back and look, look at what led up to this encounter. First, I wanna talk about the name change as Scrappy led us in on. God changed Abram and his wife Sarai's names in chapter 17, later on after our scripture this morning, to reflect a new identity. And as we look at the Bible, we see God doing this many times, where he will take someone's name and he wants them to live into the new identity that they will have later on. Abram to Abraham means father of many, and Sarai to Sarah, which means princess. And again, later on in chapter 17, that name change comes to fruition. Back in chapter 11, though, Abraham's father, Terah, moved his family from Ur in Babylonia to Haran in southern Turkey. And it was there that God called Abraham to leave his family, and that's where he would make that first promise to Abraham. And at this point, again, he was 75 years old, which I gotta say is starting to look younger and younger to me all the time. Now what's interesting is that Abraham would even know who God was, because his family, we're told later on, worshiped other gods, including the moon god of Ur and Haran. So to believe in only one god that would meet every need was a real commitment on Abraham's part and would set him apart from those in his community. In chapter 12, God calls Abraham to leave his family and he says, go to the land I will show you. So he takes his wife, his nephew Lot, all of his possessions and heads out for Canaan. Have you ever had God ask you to do something that seemed crazy, that seemed impossible? Maybe it was to leave a place, or maybe it was to leave a job. And it may have meant leaving what was comfortable and familiar. When I was eight years old, my family moved from Hammond, Indiana, the vacation destination of the Midwest, to Bellevue, Washington. This was a huge move because most of our family was in Hammond or the surrounding areas. Our family had come out here one summer to visit my aunt, and that's all we knew of Washington. I remember my parents having us kids vote for either moving to California or Washington on a piece of paper, and Washington won. We're not sure how that happened, because all three of us wrote California on our papers. Our ballots were disqualified. So we loaded up and drove to Seattle. New neighborhood, new school, new everything. We came out here because my dad could not find work anymore in Indiana, and so he decided to make a fresh start here. One of the biggest things that we noticed moving out here was that Jello was not considered a salad in Washington as it was in Indiana. As hard as it was to acclimate to this whole new culture on the West Coast, This was the best thing that happened to our family, and even though God did not directly call my parents to move here, I believe he orchestrated the circumstances that moved us across the country. Between the time that Abraham moved and our scripture today, many events took place in his life. He didn't always trust God if you read all of those accounts, kind of like us. The event that is referred to in verse one here, the sometime later, would be a battle that uh, Abraham was in to rescue his uh, uh, lot, his relative in this previous chapter. So we hear sometime later means after this battle is where our story begins today. So God appears in a vision and the first thing Abraham is told is not to fear that God would be his shield and that his reward, it would be great. These would have been comforting words for Abraham after the battle he was just involved in. However, Abraham questions God's promise of an heir because it's been 10 long years since the first time God promised him that heir. Think about how your life has changed in the last ten years that's a lot of time to go by and it's especially long when you think about the promise of a child to someone who is of an old age is going to be more unlikely as each year passes yep Abraham had some serious doubts but instead of being angry with God or deciding he just wasn't God for him anymore he turned to God he brought his doubts to him. This chapter is a turning point in this relationship between Abraham and God. Because you see, before this, Abraham obeys God's commands, but now, now there's a back and forth of conversation and sharing of thoughts, which moves that relationship now to a more personal level. There is a difference between doubt that denies God's promise, and doubt that desires to believe God's promise. Abraham was moving toward the Lord, not away from him. He wanted to believe what God had promised him would come true. This is a critical lesson for us. The Lord wants us to bring all of our doubts to him and not turn from him. Now, Abraham assumed that his servant was going to end up being the one who inherited all that he had because maybe this is what God meant when he made that promise, to have all those descendants. How else was it going to happen? It's been 10 years. Well, I don't have a lot of possessions, but I do have a few nice things. One of my descendants, my granddaughter Mary, has her eye on a few crystal items that sit on my dressing table. A crystal clock, a Cinderella glass slipper, and some jewelry. She asked me where I got these, and I told her Ba, who is what the girls call Barry, gave them to me. So she asked me the other day, when you die, will you give me all the precious things Ba has given you? I'm watching my back. God's promise to make Abraham a great nation seemed like an empty one at this point. This is my favorite part of the story. God does not reprimand Abraham, but instead, he gives him what he needs because he knows Abraham wants to believe him. He gives him a physical word picture because he knows that it's going to be another 15 years before that son is born. And it reminds me of the meal of communion that Jesus gave us. He knew there would be times when we doubted and when we wondered where he was, but he gave us physical elements to remind us of what he did and that he is coming back. So God has Abraham go out and look at the sky, and he tells him, your heir will be your biological heir. And not only that, but you will have so many descendants that they will be more than the stars in the sky, which you cannot count. You see, every time Abraham looked at that clear sky, he would be reminded that he was not forgotten, that God would keep his promise. When we bring our honest doubts to the Lord, he will give us what we need to have faith. Sometimes it's a particular verse that he brings back to our mind. Sometimes it's an encouraging word or a note from a friend. Haven't you had that happen? You're having a bad day. You're wondering, what is God doing? Or is he doing anything? And then a friend calls, or you get a note, and you recognize, That's God's provision to help your faith grow. And I can say many of you have been that for me. The last verse here says, and Abram, or Abraham, believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. God did not give Abraham any more details, did he? He didn't say, oh, it's gonna be 15 more years, or this is how it's gonna happen. So if he didn't give him more details, how was Abraham able to have more faith at that time? His faith was not generated by his own resources, but rather his faith came from knowing God. Not just knowing about God, but knowing his character. Abraham knew that God is faithful, that he created all those stars, that Abraham could not count. In Hebrews chapter 11, there is a list of the great examples of faith, and Abraham is included in that list. I'm gonna read for you verses one through three. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through faith, the people of old, earned good reputation, or in other words, they were counted as righteous. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that could be seen. Abraham could not see how he and Sarah could have a child, but he believed who God was, And that was what allowed him to have faith. And because of his faith, the Lord counted him as righteous. He was not perfect by any means. And as I said before, if you continue to read about Abraham, you will see many mistakes that he made. But he was righteous because he was in a right relationship with God. This is one of the clearest expressions in the Bible of the truth of salvation by grace through faith. So where do you see yourself in this story? Has God promised you something that seems impossible to deliver? And maybe you've been waiting a really long time you know, waiting does not mean that God has forgotten or that He's not doing anything. Because we see all through the Bible how God uses a time of waiting, years, to build faith and prepare us for the next season that He's moving us into. Do you, like Abraham, bring your doubts to the Lord? Move towards him and ask him to give you what you need to believe, and he will do it. And has God given you a symbol like the stars in the sky to help you continue to believe in God's promises? For me, it's Mount Sai. I have shared with you before that I have this view from my house, and that's my version of the stars in the sky When I see that mountain, I am reminded of God's promise of his presence and provision for me each day, which I really need right now, just like you do. Are you in a right relationship with God, understanding that what we see, it's not the whole picture? I saw an image as I was preparing for this online that had a picture of the stars in the sky like we have for our graphic. And it says, can we trust God when all seems lost? Count the stars. It was through Abraham's faith, not by his works, that the Lord counted him as righteous. And may it be for us as well. Please pray with me. Lord, we thank you for all those who have come before us as examples of faith in your promises, I think of all who have sat in this sanctuary that are now with you, whose faith inspired many to follow you. May we be examples of that same kind of faith, faith that believes even when we cannot see to those you have placed in our sphere of influence today. God, we pray these things in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.